Hello and welcome to I Switch on Your Grades. Today we are going to be discussing our results for the best serial killer movie. Yes. That's correct. Uh, my name is Faye, who doesn't do these introductions that much. With me this evening is Mr. Mercer. Buenos Aires. And Mr. Crapbag, Christopher. First name Crap, last name Bag. If you need to remember it, just think her bag of crap. Hi, how are you? Are you well? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am not too bad. Mercer, how are you? Your head hasn't exploded. No, I'm all right now. Um, Yes, we are late recording this because once again, I decided to get ill, which I apologise for. But I spent like a good couple of days laid on my couch, uh, stewing in my own sweat. It was not very pleasant. Like literally my clothes were wringing wet. (laughs) Mm, It was awful. Are you feeling better now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm better now. I'm back at work, you know, so life's great. Good times. Good times. Uh, Have you been watching anything this week? Yes, yes. I've uh, watched a few things. In my illness, I tried to catch up on a couple of films. I didn't watch loads, though, because I'm not very good. And they were primarily rubbish. What did I watch? Oh, I watched The Invisible Man. Oh, I've watched loads. I've watched loads. I watched, um, has anyone ever seen The Great Ecstasy of Robert Carmichael? No. It's got Danny Dyer in, but not for long. So Do the the wall. The wall. You slay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in it, but not for very long. But it's this, like, it's not a horror. It's like a drama, but it does get quite horrific. It's being compared to um, Clockwork Orange purely because of one scene in it, which is the final scene in the film. It's pretty horrific, actually. Not great, everyone hates it, but I actually quite liked it, so I recommend you check it out if you can. Watch The Invisible Man, Waste of Everyone's Life. Bad <gasps> match, it's a, it's a random predictable twist. Dial it back, sir. You're talking about The New Invisible Man? Yes. It's amazing. It's not amazing. I do not agree. I don't agree. I think I, I really like it. I th- this is why we have opinions and we do this, because we have different opinions on certain films. I honestly... So it was quite good, but I thought Elizabeth Moss's character, the kind of flip that she takes at the end, just didn't work for me. It, she went from being a complete mess to like this absolute psychotic, focused like killer, which didn't make sense to me the way it worked. I thought the effects with the outfit were not very good. Didn't really like them at all. And the fight scenes when they were fighting the Invisible Man, I was pissing myself at because they looked ridiculous. Oh Especially yours, like shaking her arms side to side. I'm like, oh my God, you look ridiculous. So yes, I weren't a massive fan of that one. I also watched The Invisible Man this week, bizarrely enough. Okay. Um, maybe we just got the same notification on Netflix. I don't know. Um, it was my second time watching it and I absolutely adore it. I love the take on it that it's a suit, you know, like that's all up-to-date and technologically advanced and stuff like that. I, I I don't want to go into it because, again, I don't know who hasn't watched it, but I thought it was a really good take on it myself. And I think the switch at the end is out of desperation and that she is never going to be rid of him unless she does it, what she does. It just doesn't look desperate to me. It looks uh, planned and contrived. and Well, it is planned. Uh, so to me, that like that literally threw me because I'm just like this does not fit with the character that I've seen throughout the entire film. Okay. I don't know where this strength has come from. So that just got me a little bit. Um, then I've watched some awful films. Uh, so I tried. I thought to myself, oh, everyone's doing this found footage. So I watched some found footage, 
I've realised that unless it's actually a well-known good found footage film, primarily most found footage films that you find on like Netflix and Amazon are just trash about people going to a haunted museum or haunted house or haunted... No, it's always a sanitarium and they always just start dying and then it just did my head in. So I, I flipped away from them and started going, let's watch some real stuff. So I watched Land Shark. Were you referring to Hell House LLC there? No, I don't mind Hell House LLC. I quite like L- uh, Hell House LLC. It was something called Penhurst, one of them films where it's a group of people telling a story about another group of people. who were, And in their story, you see flashbacks to the original story that started the, the mystery of Penhurst. And all the way through, I'm just saying, but how do these people know about these people? Because they literally, and it get me mad because they said they went missing and no, they never found any of them again. And then at the end of like the story they were telling, two of them escaped from the ones that they said have gone missing and they never saw anyone again. I'm like, but they've just escaped. What? Anyway, so yeah, I've watched a lot. Just got to say this, if you can watch Landshark, it's the worst film I've seen for a very long time. I was just going to say the problem with found footage is you can have a raft of shit low budget films because they cost zero budget to make and to be fair i've watched that i've done a list for found footage february because i thought i'm going i, I didn't i didn't fully make a list for um the giallo G- Jan- january 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 i didn't make a full list properly for it so i thought i'm going to be prepared this time and go in and most of what i've picked i've seen before so i know it's good but there are also some in there that I've not seen before, like um, Man Bites Dog and Be My Cat. And I've yet to find them, but I will find them. But um, I watched Jerusalem today because I really enjoyed that as a found footage film. I'm going to agree with you. I quite enjoyed Jerusalem. Also rewatched Death of a Vlogger. Yeah, Death of a Vlogger. Uh, we've done Host Blair again. Witch. I've done Blair Witch. Yeah, you watched Blair Witch. Yeah. Host. And if it technically counts, Rise of Leslie Vernon, if it counts. I mean, it's... It's filmed on cameras by people. I guess yeah. it is. Every film's filmed on cameras by people. But you know, within the film, they're filming the film. So I guess, it, I mean, I'd class that as a, a found footage. Have we mm. done a found footage episode? Yes. Could we have to watch yeah. The Dead? Oh, yeah. And I had to watch Death of a Vlogger. The brilliant, the brilliant Death of a Vlogger. You meant to prefix that one. So now that we're all caught up in our watching habits... If you'd like to see those watching habits in full, you can go to Letterboxd and see what we've logged on there. Not that you'd want to. Why would you want to? It's just impressive that I've watched like 83 films this year already. Just saying. Should we maybe get into some one-star reviews? Should maybe do some feedback first from right, our listeners. Well, I, I, do not, I do not do this all that often, so I'm confused as the format. We're only two years into the podcast. It's fine. No, luckily, I'm, I'm prepared. I appreciate the time and effort. The listeners put in to get back to us. Then you should have presented. You brought this on yourself. Indeed. If you can hear a sigh, the dog's had enough of face shit as well. <laughs> right, let's get back to this feedback. Darren, Darren and Scott Gaskill, went, Henry just has the edge. So the original UK cut version in the cinema was fascinated by the audience reaction. So the uncut version a few years later and it punched me all over again. That final show is horrible because it leaves so much to the imagination. True. Well, True. Good Court Bride and Noel underscore Kelly missed the vote. We'll let her off. We'll let her off. Because she did say, Seven would have gotten my vote. I love the planning of the murders. Such clever writing. And she is absolutely correct. 
Saltier Popcorn. I haven't seen the Golden Globe yet. I'll get to it soon, sorry. Henry is amazing, one of the strongest contenders that Mercer has brought to the table so far, in my opinion. But Seven is just that bit more sorry, just that bit more cinematically satisfying, if that makes sense. So I went for Seven. So I got caught up in the fact that he loved Mercer's film and then voted for and then voted for Seven instead, and that's why I stumbled. Yes. yes, I got caught up on that fact as well because I think Saltier Popcorn has actually voted for one of my films previously in the past. And if this is the strongest one that I've brought, how did it not win the vote? Because Seven is better cinematically. Last couple. Last couple. <laughs> last, last couple. Caitlin, it scares you. Let's went with the golden glove on this. Yes, Ab- Caitlin. Absolutely no desire to watch it again. No glorification of anything, which means it is perfectly done for something based on real events. Also features a kind of underrepresented time in German history, which is fascinating. Dan Popomatic. All of these are great. So this was a genuinely difficult choice. Ended up going for Henry because it was new to me. Unlike Seven. And I really enjoyed it, if that's the right word. Thank you very much, Dan. Finally, Boomer at is back. And they also got the go with Henry. Fantastic performances, and at no time in the film will I give him time to rest and reset. Just feels icky the whole time. I think icky is the general theme of that entire episode. Yeah. Everyone's feedback is generally Everything was gross dirty and dirty and, and icky. Yeah, ugh, sticky. Thank <laughs> you, everyone, though, for taking time to vote and give you feedback. I'm feeling like Mercer this week. We're like only uh, only one piece of feedback. Oh, it's unsettling. And I, I got like, oh, let, vote for Henry, vote for Henry, vote for Henry, but I still didn't win the public vote. It, just, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. doesn't make sense at all. Don't be sorry. Be better. Exactly. I mean, I never said I was sorry. I know. I just, I just wanted an excuse to use that line because I've been watching a lot of Key and Peele again recently. See, and now we can move on to people who don't like our films as much. Yes. It's almost like there's a format to these episodes every day. We are not going to mention any sort of interlinking musical number that we usually use that maybe we haven't prepared this week, unless Mercer's got anything to sing. I mean, I've been ill, which is why we didn't record, which gave you at least an extra week to plan getting an artist in. Don't give me no, I've been doing overtime. Because you've watched 80-odd films this month. 13, 14-hour days, mate. 13, 14-hour days. Still 80-odd films. Prioritise. No artists wanted just to risk the show being cancelled and suddenly not being needed at that time. Exactly. So we couldn't book anyone. We couldn't we had fucking, schedule all over the place. We had Bono for when we were supposed to record, but then you went and got ill. And Bono were like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm fucking off back to, I don't know, where's his Island. Place? Island. <laughs> He's not Bono. <laughs> He's not Bono. For the starving children. Um, yeah, we had him and they were like, nah, forget it. So really, this is on you. If anything, you should have arranged alternative entertainment. You should have informed me that the entertainment had dropped out. You, you, it's a thing you don't do very well. You don't really inform us what's happening with the show. You just make decisions and then expect us me, Chris, me, to just mind read and understand what, what's happening. Don't pretend it's not the first time this has happened. Do you not remember the live Soho episode that we didn't know anything about until Mitch published it? And then we were like, what episode? And they were like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Oh. Well, I mean, this is this is a great episode airing our dirty laundry. 
Versa. For all and sundry to hear. Versa, how are our, how are our t-shirts? How's going? We didn't know about that. Yeah, that's right, Bish. Works both ways. That doesn't affect the show. That was literally somebody saying, I, I like your show and I've made a t-shirt in honour of you. That's all that was. That's just someone on the year of the lips whose t-shirts are available. Everyone go and buy one of the t-shirts. The yes, link, go buy t-shirts. The links on the links on our Twitter page. Back in a few weeks ago, we'll retweet it again. Go and buy a t-shirt. And let's mess up the website oh, address. Just for the record, none of that money comes to us. We're not, we don't gain profit out of you people. We love you for who you are. We don't want anything extra from you until we design something. But it is nice to be represented. Anyway. anyway. Considering we've got no artists today, should we just go into these one-star reviews? Yes. Yeah, we seem to be superbly hateful towards each other now. Let's pile It's Monday. Pile it's a Monday night. We've all taken on the stress of the day. My review comes from Corner Tarquin, and it's very simply titled, Sick Rubbish. What Sky were doing showing this gratuitous violent, exploitative and tasteless rubbish is beyond me. I had the misfortune to record this by mistake and cringe through its awfulness. The one star vote I gave for the film was earned for The End, which came upon the screen not before time. I have never felt so sick watching a film before. Its violence was so gratuitous that I found it hard to believe what I was watching. There is enough real-life sickness without filmmakers wallowing in an orgy of violence like they did in this waste of celluloid. I think anyone connected with this tribe should feel ashamed of themselves. I mean, Connor Tarquin, I appreciate if you found the film graphic or violent, but you didn't have to sit until the end if you didn't like it. We Uh have the power to stop viewing the things that we don't like or the things that we find too offensive, you know, so who's to blame for this? You are. You for following through. The blame solely lies at corned beef terrapins door. <laughs> Indeed. Anything to say on that? No. No, it just reminds me we've got the obviously as you say with the excuse of oh I just accidentally recorded it and accidentally watched the accidentally watched the entire thing. It just makes me think of my best man, Stu, because he's not gonna listen to this and the story when he told me how he recommended this film about a serial killer to his parents mm. called X or something, or believing it was a film about this serial killer he remembered. It was actually about the history of porn, and they're watching it watching it with this guy shagging a goat. Oh. <laughs> After Stu and Big Nerf said, you have to watch this, it's brilliant. Jesus. See, I remember some time ago, like early 2000s, um, this quite religious couple had got a videotape from like Spain or something, and it was supposed to be of, I don't know, some like English patient or whatever. And it turned out to be a porno. And when they were, when they sold the story to the paper, they were all like, well, we had to watch it to end just to make sure. I think you know the difference <laughs> between porn and like the English patient. I'd watched it to the end. I was red raw by the end of it. <laughs> oh, well, we're both right. there. there. Shall I give my one star review next then? Yes. There is definitely a theme to these... Uh, was our reviews, I feel. This one is from Jason210, and it is entitled A Symptom of the Appetite for Pain and Death of Our Society. Did Hannah Verzog write this? Verzog, no. Jason210. It might be him. He might be masquerading. This film, though well made and well acted, was popular because of its subject matter, extreme violence, torture and sadism. 
I can only say that the genre itself reflects a sick appetite for entertainment based on crime, pain and death that become a hallmark of Western society. I can only wonder what less corrupted people think when they watch this and similar films, along with the inordinate amount of gruesome crime TV series. Pat, folks, it's time to reflect on this obsession and demand better, as if there is not enough violence in the real world. I wanted to come board your review, but I've just spent the whole time of you talking realising I said Herna Verzog rather than Verna yes. <laughs> See, we know we know you just didn't pick up on it. We just allowed it to go. Oh, no, I've got to own it. That's terrible. Terrible. Um, yeah, what he said, I guess. What did he say? What he said? What did he Yes, it was the hate and violence and horribleness of seeing these things depicted in the uh, in film when there's enough violence and murder and terrible things in the real world. And again, you know what? That's fine. You don't ha- you don't have to watch if you don't want to. The there are many other things out there for you to sit down and enjoy if you, this is not your particular bag. This this is like. This is the thing I don't get about horror films in particular, that people would want to protest against them and be all ban this sick filth and stuff like that, when you can literally just switch off with points of view. When you used to get complaints on points of view, just switch off. Just don't watch it. I'm curious as to what you meant by, I wonder what less corrupted people think when they watch this type of stuff. Is he literally calling us corrupted? Yeah. Like... Like, meant, like, in what way, though? Like, are we warped? Are we disturbed? Are we violent? Are we aggressive? No, we're fucking not, are we? So, maybe we're a little wrong. bit sometimes. <laughs> no, but we're not, like, violent, like, people. No. I, I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. I I did jump that one guy in pub for saying he prefers the Nightmare on Elm Street remake to original. Hmm. Anyway, thanks for that, Chris. And thanks Thank for you, that, Chris. Mr... Jason O'Donovan, two tenths. Jason, two tenths. <laughs> two, two tenths, Jason. Two tenths, Jason. Oh, we haven't took, we haven't took the Vicky out of people's names in a while, have we? No, because we're not bullies, fair. <laughs> Do we say we're not nasty and violent and evil people? Let's just fucking harass. Uh, mine is from Ryshen. Or Ryshen? Which makes me think of the Breaking Bad episode. Great episode. Anyway... Um, one out of ten would give negative if I can, not if I could. Anyway, don't see the point of the movie. Don't see the point of all the brutality and grossness either. There's no story to it. Who is supposed to get what out of this? I would actively avoid this movie. Don't waste your time. I mean, the point of the movie is it's a true story. The point of all the brutality and grossness is that happened. That actually happened. So, Ryson, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was dry for a review this week because there weren't that many. And the ones that were on there weren't the most entertaining. And this was the best of a bad bunch. Again, there's a theme. <laughs> Along with the theme of everything being dirty and sticky and horrible, there is very much a theme that if you're watching these, this stuff, it's dark and corrupt and shouldn't be made. But they're wrong because it's... There's stories that should be told, especially with Golden Glove, as Caitlin was saying. It's not like he glamorises. No. Mexican. And same with Henry as well. It's not, that stuff there isn't glamorised. Yeah. I say, obviously, Henry being based on a loose true story, but Golden Glove, based on a real series of events, it's important to tell these stories. I believe so. 
Normally we'd have an outro there. Normally we'd have a, uh, they'd be running for the tram or bus or... Yeah, but Bono hot-footed it before we even got to this sure. stage, so... Yeah. Weeks ago, yeah. For a man who's out to save the world, to take a private jet 500 metres, I think is a little bit much. Deplorable. I don't know whether he's out to save the world. No, that's... Is he? That's, more, he that's is. more Chris Might. He's out, he's out to infiltrate your electronic devices. He's out to take over the world, yeah, it's true. It's, it's take over your Spotify. Anyway, normally there'll be an outro, but that's it. That's the outro there. So thank you very much for that one star reviews, I suppose, as well. Cheers. And now, just a small case of finding out which one of us has won this week. Oh, Are we well, ready? Unfortunately, guys, um, just like Bonner not showing up, there is no winner this week. Um, we had to make the vote in null and void because Faye didn't do her scores once again. No, I'm joking. Um, I do have a winner. Are we ready? Are we ready? Bay, Mercer, I spit. <laughs> On your grades! Woo! Oh my god, he got a win. He got a win. Like seven was ever going to lose. I guess that's what happens when you pick a thriller and not a horror. Do you know what? Normally, I'm the one who's like the bitter one, but this time I'm not going to be bitter because I really enjoyed Seven and I really enjoyed the Golden Globe. And did you come and second? Really Henry, and no, I didn't come second. Oh. Uh, in the rank of things, Henry came third with a grade C. Oh. Um, it was very, very close between Henry and Golden Glove, uh, but the Golden Glove came second also with a grade C, mm-hmm. uh, and Seven won with a B. Uh, this week, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I am not gonna bitch and moan like I normally do when I lose because um, I don't feel like I've lost this week. I feel like I've just come third. Okay, so losing. So losing. It's been ages. See, Faye was on an absolute victory trot, and then Mercer's had a win recently, and I've had a win. Or did Mercer so, win? Mercer not had a win. Sorry, I thought Mercer... No, I think I've win. I ever win. Mercer did win. What did you win? Was it back in 2020? <laughs> no, I won this year. It's when we first started now. You won in 2022? No, I won something. I definitely remember there being at least one Mercer win in the... Oh, I think the, I won the... I can't remember, but I definitely won something. If you can remember, dear listener, what Mercer <laughs> won... Let us know, because clearly our records... Yeah, we, we our records are clearly all absolutely shocking. Oh, I won the ruins. I don't know no. when that way. <laughs> no, that, that one was a while ago. Maybe you just didn't come last, Mercer. Maybe I thought that was a, that was a victory <laughs> for you. I don't really know. I just... It's been, it has, it's been a while. you got, got all Chris Kamara. Mercy, Mercy, what an episode. sometimes when you do. Anyway, uh, rather than spending all this time looking for who may or may not have come second or won, maybe we should move on? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Because the important thing is that I won this particular Well episode. done, well done. Thank you very much. It's a worthy winner. It's a great film. It is a great film, even though it's a thriller. It is a great film. It is a thriller. It's it's the it's thriller. Much of a it's horror is Golden What's the difference really between uh, this Henry and Golden Glove? They I... all focus on serial killers. 
know. I don't know what the difference is, but IMDb classes it as a thriller, well, whereas they class Golden Glove and Henry as a horror. No, IMDb classes Golden Glove as a drama and thriller. Uh, look at him. You won. You got. You got. You wanted. Uh, now get off my property. It's just. It's just essential that we get these facts completely. I'm gonna fact straight. your ass. You're not Johnson. You're not fucking throwing Jimmy Savile at us. Will be, this will be honest and a correct representation of the facts, and I won. Anyway, you did, yes. normally we we'd say what we were doing for the crime scene investigation, but but we don't know. Look, you can tell how spectacularly organised we are throughout this episode, so it will come as absolutely no surprise to anyone that we don't actually have a film you, yet. You, the crime you scene. don't listen for our organisational skills. That's not what we're about. That's never what we've been about. If you expect some sort of structure out of us now, you're going to be mistaken. Exactly. And with it being found footage February, I imagine it will be a found footage from the depths of Amazon Prime. The ones that Mercer was saying he loved so much at the start of the uh, start of the show. Just as long as it's not something that I've already watched this week, Chris, I'm happy to, you know, experience a whole new joyous uh, found footage piece of trash from Amazon Prime. Don't worry, we're not going to make you watch Backdoor Sluts 9 again. I don't mind that one, that's quite good. Still, because one to eight. <laughs> watch one to eight back at the back again. Does it matter if you watch one to eight to get to nine drafts? You do. <laughs> The pl- it's like it's like watching Saw. The plot all hangs together as you go along. I'll tell you, that's what you are after you watch them. Saw. <laughs> nice. For more delights like this, you can always follow us on our social. We are on Twitter and Instagram at SpeakGrades. We're on Facebook at Icepit on Your Grades. And you can always email us at electricpossums at gmail.com if you have the mind to do so for whatever reason. And please... Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you enjoyed this video, our previous episodes, and tell a friend. Word of mouth. Must be out there, because there's no way just random people are actually finding our episodes and no. listening to them. And buy a t-shirt and wear it and say to people, oh, this is a podcast that I listen to as you're travelling through the streets. Just everyone that you pass. And then that way, more people will hear about us. And just, like, remind them that it's at Spit Grades, I spit on your grades. You know, the usual jazz that Chris does. You can do that as you walk through the streets to keep up. And people, come at us with such <laughs> suggestions for our hundredth episode. Still, yeah, please. people have been spectacularly lax in doing our planning for us. That's your homework. We want feedback on the hundredth episode, please. One hundredth. One hundredth. One hundredth. We're from Sheffield, face so it's hundredth. Yeah. Um, I mean, as it stands, what you're going to get is our top one hundred horror films each uh, in one fell swoop with a full description and synopsis and conversation about each and every one of them. So unless you want to listen to 300 films, you better get us an idea in. I mean, I could do that easily. I I can sit and listen to it. I can't listen to us for 300 worth of films, sorry. Fair enough. Not because we're not good. Go on, Chris. You'll finish it off. I'll I'll finish you off first, I don't (laughs) <laughs> right, God, we should go. We sh- this is let's go disintegrating. Thank you, Mercer, for joining us. Like I love it. I said, yeah. Look, you know, thank you, guys. Thanks. 
We never know how well Nurse is going to be. It's a fucking miracle when he does join us. So I'm thanking him for doing it. <laughs> Thank you, Ursa. You're very welcome. Thank you, Faye, for joining us as well. You're most welcome. I'm glad I took time out of coming from the dining room into here to do this. Thank you. Most appreciated. Thanks. I appreciate you both coming on my podcast. You wish. Anyway. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.